Planet Japan, Episode 1, for June 8th, 2005, Psychic Cows and Love Hotels. Get ready, get your seatbelts fastened. You're about ready to land on the planet Japan with Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. It's a knock-knock joke. Okay. You remember knock-knock jokes? Yes. You remember how 99% of them are really lame? Yeah, well, this they is were. The, this is the world's only funny knock-knock joke. Okay, I'm ready. Okay, let's do it. Knock-knock. Who's there? Murray, the incredibly rude, interrupting cow. Murray, the incredibly rude... <laughs> That's a cute joke. Cute? That's all I get? Cute? That was the best knock-knock joke in yeah. the world. Okay. Thank you very much. And you know how I love cow jokes. I've anyway. heard that you have a thing for cows. I do. Yeah, we're going to talk about that later. Okay. Because, frankly, it kind of worries me a little bit. It should. Yeah. But first, let's tell the world who we are, why we're here, what the hell we're doing, and what uh, what they can expect to hear from us tonight. Okay. Well, my name is Amy Chavez, and you are? I'm also Amy Chavez. No? <laughs> I'm Douglas DeLong, but my friends call me Douglas DeLong. <laughs> Great. I've been here in Japan since 1991. How long have you been here? Well, I've been here 12 years. I came in the year of the hen. The year of the hen? Yep, exactly 12 years ago. 1993. And I came to teach English. That's why I came. Really? Oh, my God. What a coincidence. Two English teachers. Who ever heard of such a thing? Doing a radio show. <laughs> and uh, I write a column for the Japan Times called Japan Light. I am from America, Ohio. Gozaimasu. <laughs> yep. The good morning state. Uh-huh. And I came to Japan 12 years ago to teach English at the university. And I am still here. However, I'm not still teaching English. What are you doing besides your column? Um, I run the Moo Bar on Shiraishi Island. That's where we met. That is where we met. Yeah. Yes, that's Great right. Great place. It was a wonderful yeah, Best day. beach bar in Japan. Think so? Oh, yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Wow, you, you mooed while you were there, so it must have been good. <laughs> I did, yeah. <laughs> Everyone well, moves at the you, moo you kinda, bar. You make everybody move before you'll give them your drink. That's right. Yeah, it's a requirement. So everyone yeah. practice your moves That's before right. you come to the moo bar. Uh, Shidaishijima is easy to get to if people want to go out and see you and say hello. Just go to Kasaoka on the train, hop and on a ferry boat. Mm -hmm. It takes about 20 minutes or so to get out there. Yeah. And yeah. just make sure you have the whole day free to moo at the moo bar and relax and Great walk island. around. Just, yeah, it's so beautiful out there. And you came with uh, Charlie's Angels. Three hot babes accompanied they, yeah, me. Yeah, they're very nice girls. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, they, uh, they go with me everywhere I go. Oh, do they? Uh -huh. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And how about yourself, Doug? I came here in 1991 when I was just a small child. <laughs> and, uh, you know, the plan was originally just to go back after a year or two, but I thought, well, this is kind of fun. Yeah. Kind of grows on you. It does kind of grow on you, yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't have much going on. I thought, well, if I go back home, what am I going to do? Right. Yeah. And I thought, probably not as, probably not, I w probably wouldn't ne have nearly as much fun back home as I would doing what I'm doing right here. 
Oh, so you're yeah. having a good time I'm in Japan. I'm having a good time. I own my own little school downtown with a great uh, Japanese partner named Maki. Uh-huh. Maybe we'll meet her someday. Yeah. Yeah, she's married to this kind of wacky Canadian guy who roller skated across Canada once. Wow. Just for the hell of it. And he teaches English, too? He uh, occasionally teaches English. On roller skates? Uh, yeah, he's got that special roller skating English thing going on. Great. Uh-huh. Wow, this sounds like <laughs> a great school. I want to go. And they got a very cute little baby, and mm-hmm. yeah, so we've we've run this school for about the uh, last four years or so. And, and what's anybody, it called? It's called the English Studio. Anybody want to learn English in Okayama? That's the place to go. It is. Yeah, you don't want to go to one of those big schools that uh, you see all the posters for. <laughs> no. Not those. No, don't go to those. <laughs> right, especially ones with yeah. you know some movie star advertising them. Right? Oh yeah. yeah. You know, I worked for one of those for for too long. And I'm not going to name any names, but the first letter mm-hmm. is Eon, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I see. Yeah. I, Eon and I parted company because we didn't see eye to eye on certain policies. English teaching. Yeah. Right. So, uh, well, that's great that you no. started your own school. I would recommend anybody who's going to be here for a while, try to, try to do their own thing as much as they can. That's right. Yeah, yeah. because otherwise they'll just drive you nuts, these people that run the big companies. Mm-hmm. I found. Yeah, it's nice to bring in a personal touch to your teaching as well exactly. and make your own lesson plans and exactly. do what you it's know just nice, works. nice to have control over the situation. So, um, yeah, we're excited to be here. Uh, we're going to be here at least once a week, maybe twice a week. Yay! Right? Yeah, and we're going to do a lot of different and weird and unusual offbeat kinds of things, hopefully, and give people lots of useful and and interesting information about Japan and what life is like in Japan. And okay. for that, we depend on listener feedback. Yeah. So if you'd like to uh, send some feedback or if you have questions about Japan or comments on anything that's going on in the show, mm-hmm. then send your comments to... To planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. Or you can go to the website, planetjapan.org, and click on the blog link... You can see the show notes there, and you can comment on the um, on the blogs, and that's another option you have. Great. We look forward to hearing from everyone. Yes, we do. And please, if you um, make any music or know people who make music, please ask them to send music to us, and we will put it on and um, help maybe their, their music get to um, be heard around a little bit and also give us some cool music to play on the show. And we need cool music because we, do we don't cool have music. any right now. That's right. So send in that music. Send in that music. So uh, let's talk about the Planet Japan. Okay. Yeah. Why do we call our radio program the Planet Japan? Because living in Japan is like living on another planet. Exactamundo. And uh, there was a certain amount of that I noticed when I first got here. Everything was so completely different that it was just it just took a lot of uh, getting used to to kind of understand what was going on around you. But then after you've been here a while, you notice that uh, when you go home, you, got, you get that whole reverse culture thing going on. That's and that right. can be very disconcerting. That's right. When you come to Japan, at first everything is so completely different. If anything, it's the opposite of mm. what you learned at home. And then when mm-hmm. you go back, it's like trying to unlearn everything a second time. Do you have an example of something that happened to you that might be enlightening for our audience. Well, when I came to Japan, one of the things that was really shocking to me are the 
Love hotels. Oh, love hotels. Yes. I love the love hotels. <laughs> Everyone loves the love hotels. <laughs> Why, Doug, do you love the love hotels? Well, should we explain what love hotels are for our... That would be a good place to start. People who don't live in Japan? That's right. Well, they're just kind of places where people go who are looking for a quick getaway. Not necessarily love, but... There's a lot of sex that know, goes on in there. There is a lot of sex, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I guess that's true. And it's totally okay in Japan. To which have is sex. Why, <laughs> that's right, and to have sex in love hotels. That's right. It's right. especially maybe made. Maybe they're trying to discourage people from doing it in cars. Like in America. Right. Yeah. Because right. you yeah, wouldn't have love hotels in America. People would, well, we must have them, but it's well, we not have quite hotels, the same. No, we have hotels in the U.S. where you can you know go there by the hour, but they're kind of in the less... Uh, elegant neighborhoods. Right. Yeah. But in Japan, love hotels are literally in your face. They are everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> They're near the station. They're right on, you know, near the the popular places and they stick out like a sore thumb. They're mm. pink. They're pink. They look like castles. <laughs> exactly. They, they look like Disneyland. They do. Yeah. yeah. Which and is kind of frightening. <laughs> but it's interesting how uh, in Japan in Japan, sex is not something to be shy or ashamed of. Would you like to hear about my foray oh, into a love hotel? Oh, dear. I don't know, but <laughs> I guess we will. <laughs> this was back in the day when I actually had a girlfriend. And we went there one night because we have a friend whose family has been running one of these establishments for the last uh, three or four decades. This is a family business? It's a family business. Mm. Yeah. And so we got a discount. <laughs> How much of a discount? Well, it's a significant discount. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we uh, took advantage of it. And, you know, I didn't know, I really didn't know what to expect. But the first thing I noticed is it's completely kind of, everything is kind of secret. You got your secret driveway and your secret stairway. And you never have to talk to anybody, any real person, because you can just put the money in like a vending machine thing. And it's completely private. That's right, yeah. And even if there's not a vending machine, there will be a person at the desk, but they're behind a curtain. Ah, right. It's very secret. Yeah. I guess that's to protect people's identity. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, but what I was struck by was how elegant the room was. It was huge, had a huge bed with, like, controls for everything right from the bed. So you, really? never, you never really have to get out of bed. Oh, Wow. <laughs> which I guess is the point. <laughs> well, when you're doing it by the hour. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it also had a uh, a double jacuzzi and a sauna wow. and a giant screen television wow. and a state-of-the-art music system and just all kinds of amazing. You know, I could have lived there and been quite happy. <laughs> lived there, yeah. That would yeah. be great, wouldn't mm -hmm. it? Well, I think uh, love hotels are a great alternative uh, also for travelers. Um, you can go, I've done it with my friends, you know, uh, several of us are going somewhere and we want to stay overnight, but we don't want to pay those big prices at the, the expensive hotels or at the traditional minshuku, which mm -hmm. can run like 10,000 yen a night. Mm -hmm. And you can get a love hotel and split it between, you know, all of you and it works out to be a lot cheaper. And I know a lot of foreigners do that. And you've done that? I have. And, actually, I have an interesting story about an experience in a love hotel. Oh, really? Yes. I was in Osaka, and I was visiting a friend of mine. And she and I 
well, we were out drinking and we missed the last train back to her place, which is was outside of the city. So we thought, ah, no problem, we'll just get a love hotel. So we went around uh, to the first love hotel we went into. They wouldn't let us stay there. And we said, why not? Mm -hmm. And they said, two girls, not allowed. Well, that hardly seems fair. Yeah, that's right. So we actually, it was the third love hotel that we went to that finally said yes. Really? So they must have assumed you were lesbians. They must have, yeah. And they have a no lesbians policy no, at no, these places? No, no, it's very strange. Or maybe because we were foreigners. Ah, Who no knows? foreign lesbians allowed. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's it. That could be. Yeah. Okay. But when I was um, there, I was surprised that once you're inside the room, now I don't know if all love hotels are like this, but in this one, once you're inside the room, you can't get out. You can't open the door yourself and get out. You have to call down to the reception, that's and then they strange. unlock it automatically. I wonder why. Isn't that strange? It's very strange. Hmm. Was the door actually electrified? So you get a shock when you try to open it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but also you can't open the windows and the whole the whole room is soundproofed. Right, yeah. Now, see, I assumed it was soundproofed so you could enjoy your music. <laughs> but on further right. reflection, <laughs> I suspect there was more to it. Maybe. Yeah. But anyway, it seems like they wanted to have a little bit of control about the comings and goings right. in and out of the Love Hotel. Mm. So I would presume that is the, the reason. I was just a little concerned, it, should there be a fire? Yeah, or for a woman who uh, finds herself in an encounter that turns right. in a direction that she didn't want it to exactly. turn. Yeah. yeah, it seems like kind of a dangerous situation. Especially because you'd have to call down to the reception very yeah. politely and right. say, please let me out. But all in all, I would recommend it to someone who's looking for a little, you know, they're tired of living in their little uh, rabbit hutch apartment. They want to do something a little more elegant. Yeah. Sometime. Sure. For a couple hours a day. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can also stay overnight, right? Yes, but I don't think that would be so affordable. Well, we got a discount. That's true. So and I, I recommend have having a friend who runs the place. Right. And I have noticed that... Like, there's a love hotel in Okayama, and it has a big banner on the outside of it that says, rates 50% off during the day. Oh, well. It's like happy hour. Yeah. At the love really. hotel. You know, that'd work for me. <laughs> well, you go check it out, and when you come back, let us know how okay. it was. You know, but I'm still looking for a girlfriend. Uh, well, I'll leave that to our listening yeah. audience. Yeah, anybody out there? <laughs> Okay, well, that sound only could mean one possible thing, and that is it's time for us to celebrate <gasps> what? the 15-minute anniversary of the planet Japan. Wow! It's been 15 minutes since we started the show. Gosh, it's just, it, time flies, eh? People said we wouldn't last, mm -hmm. and yet here we are. It seems like only 15, 15 minutes, minutes ago, ago that we started the show. <laughs> So, uh, Doug, um, I think we've got some congratulatory emails there. You know, this is phenomenal. These people have taken time out from their busy schedule to congratulate us on the 15-minute anniversary. Well, let's see what they say. Okay, let's go. Oh, the first one is from President George Bush. Oh, wow. 
Is he still president? I guess he is, isn't he? He got reelected somehow, which is amazing. A mystery to a lot of people. Indeed. Yeah. Oh, but he's very. He sends a very nice email. He says, "Congratulations on your 15-minute anniversary." Yay! Listening to you guys makes me proud to be an American. Oh, well, isn't that wonderful? Thank it you, nice. George. It's Bush. very sweet. And he says, "And I'm really, really sorry about that time when my dad puked on your prime minister over there." <laughs> oh yes, that was a, a very memorable time mm, yeah. for all of us. That was kind of fun, though. You don't see that a lot. No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> when presidents. <laughs> Go ahead and just puke on the prime minister. <laughs> you got to love the American president. Oh, yeah. I think he apologized, though. He felt kind of bad about it. Oh, here's one from the Pope. Wow. You know the Pope, the new guy. Yeah, how nice. Be- Benedict the Sixteenth. Sure. Yeah. He, um, he says, uh, I took some time out here from my blessing things to say to you guys, you guys rock. And, and in the words of the late John F. Kennedy... Ich bin ein Berliner. Which means? You know, the Pope is German. Which means, I'm a Berliner. <laughs> <laughs> so we could say, Ich bin ein Okayaman. Yes. Because we are Okayamans. We are. Yeah. Well, that was very nice of the Pope to take out the time to write us. What a sweet man. Did we say we're from Okayama? I think we forgot. We did. Yeah. We are from Okayama, though. A very nice place. Mm, it is. The Peach Boys from Okayama. The Beach Boys are from here? <laughs> the Peach Boy. Oh, the Peach Boy. Yeah. Momotaro. Momotaro-san. Yeah. He was born in a peach. He was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in Okayama. Yeah. yeah. I wonder if we got an email from him. Well. Oh, there's one more here from my ex-girlfriend. Oh, really? Yeah. I won't say which one. And uh, what does list. she have to say? <laughs> she, she says, um, Hi, Doug. I still think you're a loser and a pathetic excuse for a human being, but hey, congratulations on your 15-minute anniversary. Oh, what a sweet girl. Yeah, she's a sweetheart. Yeah, I'm surprised oh, yeah. you guys aren't still together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she said, You must be uh, really happy about this little radio thing because it's gone on five minutes longer than our entire relationship. <laughs> that was a long relationship. Yeah, we had a 10-minute relationship. I see. Yeah. Mm. Well, what are you going to do? Oh. Mm. <laughs> well, that was nice, all those guys writing email. Yeah, that was Just sweet. to say congratulations. Mm. Yeah, especially the Pope. I, you wouldn't think he had a lot of free time to, well, to do that. And I, I certainly hope that he also blessed our show. He said he took time out from mm-hmm. blessings. And yeah. I, I hope no one got you know, overlooked because no. of our show. We could use the blessing. And I hope he blessed our show as well. I'm sure he did. Thank you very much, Pope. Mr. Pope. Mm. Uh, okay. Well, yeah, before the 15-minute anniversary, we were talking about... Um, things that shocked us about that, Japan yeah. and what made it another planet. Exactly. One of the things you write about in your book that I thought was pretty interesting is this uh, print club. Ah, phenomenon. yes, print club. Have you done print club? I've never done print no, club. No, never? I've seen I people, can't believe it. I've seen people doing print club. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly high school girls, as I recall. Yes. Oh, but I'm surprised that you haven't done it numerous times yourself. Is I that? certainly have. Really? Yeah. Do you I've have a bunch of those? Yeah, I do. I do. I admit that I'm, you know, a bit of a print club, not freak, but I, I certainly have a... Do it, you know, really? when I go places in Japan. Oh. 
That's interesting. Yeah. What is a print club exactly? Maybe we should. Okay. What is print club? Allow me to read from my book. Please do. And uh, one of the frequently pondered questions is, what is print club? Print club is about the only thing that rivals Mickey Mouse in popularity in Japan. These photo machines are strategically placed on sidewalks, in front of game centers, in the train station, and anywhere large groups of high school girls are likely to pass. You can usually hear these machines before you see them because they emit a high, squeaky voice that beckons you to come have your picture taken. The pictures, or seals as they are called, come out 16 to a sheet, or many more. Mm -hmm. But 16 seals is never enough to satisfy the average girl's spending power, so she is sure to have more photos taken. And one of my college students, believe it or not, she admitted to me once that she spent over 10,000 yen on seals in one day. Wow. That's, that's a over $100. That's 100 bucks, yeah. That's right. On these silly little photos. That's right. And these days, the rum- rumor has it that girls are stripping in these photo booths and taking pictures of themselves. Really? So, Doug, you could get lucky, yeah? Now, I've never actually heard that rumor. But if this rumor is true and people have evidence to back up this rumor, we would be happy to investigate. I'll leave that up to you. Yeah, I could take care of that. But this information is from my new book called... Let's talk about your new book. Guidebook to Japan, What the Other Guidebooks Won't Tell You. This is your very first book. It is, and it's full of secretive information, such as stripping and print club booths. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> And uh, it tells you how to get to a naked festival, how to avoid the Japanese mafia, mm-hmm. and how to order spaghetti, hold the seaweed. You don't find Japanese. that in your average uh, guidebook. Right. You also learn the secrets of Japan in an entire chapter called What the Japanese Don't Want You to Know. It's the, uh, it's the best guidebook out there because it's not only informative, it's amusing. Well, see, this is the thing. It's uh, it's not a guidebook full of facts and things that you should do and see, but it gives you experiences that you can have mm-hmm. that you will not find in the other guidebooks. Exactly. It's a great book. And how would people go about getting this book? Well, they can order it from my website at www.amychavez.com, C-H-A-V-E-Z, or they can get it at Amazon.com. And I even noticed the other day that it is on Amazon.com in Japan. So it's Amazon.co.jp. So if you live in Japan, it's better to get it from that website because you save money on shipping. Absolutely. And they only charge 100 yen for shipping. Yeah, that's great. Isn't that amazing? That's cheap. You can pay cash on delivery, too, which is very convenient. Oh, that's right. You can. Yeah. You can't do that if you get it from the States. No. So, yeah, but each uh, radio show will highlight a little portion of it to help you all mm-hmm. understand this strange planet called Japan. So if you listen to the radio program long enough, <laughs> you won't have <laughs> the to buy the book. book. Yeah. <laughs> right. Now, you also sell uh, e-books on your website. You I do. talk about that for a minute? Well, sure. I have a $1 bookstore, and it is at www.mooshop.com. That's M-O-O-O-O. Four O's. Four O's, because a cow has four udders. Mm-hmm. Or one. Four O's, because a cow has four teats. Teats. Yeah. Right. And we can say teats on a podcast. We, we can. Yeah. And that's how you can remember that it's four O's, not three, not two, not five. Right. 
and at mooshop.com you can get um, dollar ebooks and they're books about Japan and they're each a buck you know that's probably just about the best price you can hope for unless it's free that's right and it's pretty damn near free one dollar so. for an entire book is that what you're saying yeah I can't believe it we have nine books up there right now we have uh, in addition to myself we've got a uh, Boy Lafayette Dement, mm -hmm. who has authored over forty books on Japan. Yeah, yeah. I've yeah, he's he's prolific. He's big, yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's good. very prolific. And um we're gonna be adding more new authors. So every if people month. if people have written something on Japan, are they invited to send them to you? Absolutely, sure. I'd love to have some more authors up on the bookstore and um if you have written something and like to send it in to me and I'll uh, look at the manuscript and yeah. Great. Yeah, maybe put it Amy up. Amychavez.com. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Hey Doug. Yeah. I think it's time for a little bit of cow talk. Well, you know, I've I've been trying to understand this whole cow thing w that you've got. Some would call it a fetish, I guess. Mm. Yeah. Some would call it an obsession. Mm. Some would call it just unusual. Hmm. So how did this whole thing start with you? What's th what's the deal with cows? What is the deal with cows? Well, I am from Ohio, and I grew up next to cows. And they used to live right outside my window. And I would wake up every morning to cow moos. And when I came to Japan, that's something I really missed. You never hear cows in Japan. That's true. Uh, except when you come over. Right, because <laughs> I'm always <laughs> mooing. Yeah, you rang right. the doorbell and then you mooed. I did. Just to make sure I knew who it was. Right. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like a code word. <laughs> Password. Uh-huh. So you missed cows. I did. And um, when I opened the moo bar on the beach on Shiraishi Island, um, I had to come up with a name. And I thought, ooh, wouldn't it be fun to have a cow theme? And then we could call it the moo bar. Or the mall bar if you're Japanese, because yep. moo in Japanese is mall. Well, Japanese cows have a different vocal system. They do. Yeah. So... Yeah, so it's really a lot of fun. We have all kinds of cow merchandise at the Moo Bar. Mm -hmm. We have T-shirts with cows drinking beer, and mm -hmm. we have sarongs and hats and all kinds of fun cow stuff. So yeah, yeah that's a very cool little place out there. Oh, thank you. Got you got the bar, you got the little shop. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I love Shidaishijima. Yeah, it's a really yeah. nice place. I've never met anyone who doesn't like it, and I've never met anyone who doesn't like cows. So every week, we're going to have an unusual story about a cow, and we're going to call it Cow Tales. Cow Tales. Are you ready for the first cow tale? T-A-L-E-S. Cow Tales. Not T-A-I-L-S. It's... Mm. Okay. These are stories about cows. Okay, the first cow tale come is an article that appeared. It's from the AFP uh, news service, mm -hmm. and it's about Cambodian cows. Okay. And let me read a little bit uh, to you. Thousands of people gathered as royal astrologers watched what the Cambodian royal cows ate to predict the coming year's rainfall and harvests. The royal cows were led to seven dishes. Okay. cows, yeah. Rice, corn, beans, sesame, grass, water, and alcohol. The royal cows ate... 90% of the rice offered to them, 
meaning the rice harvest this year will be good. Well, that's great. Yay. The cows also ate 95% of the beans. Okay. Hmm. Smell like cows. And 95% of the corn, meaning... They were hungry. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) They were hungry. They were damn hungry. Meaning that bean and corn harvest for this year will be plenty. Oh, that is good news. Yay. If the royal cows, however, choose alcohol, war is believed to be on the horizon. This year, the cows avoided the locally produced rice wine. So there's going to be peace. (laughs) Well, you don't yeah, and want a lot of bad wine. <laughs> the cows wouldn't drink it then. Makes you wonder. Exactly. Well, you don't want drunk cows fighting in a war anyway, do you? Well, that's true. You know, those Kobe cows, I hear, are they get, drunk. Uh, they get loopy. They do. They, they feed them beer. Yeah. Yes. That's why you see them staggering down the main street. <laughs> that's right. That's why that Kobe beef is so delicious. It is pretty good. But you don't eat beef, do you? I don't. You don't eat beef ever? No. Because I cannot eat cows. Because cows are your friends? Yeah, it really breaks my heart to eat a cow. Really? Now, if other people want to eat them, that's okay. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. But okay. personally, I do not eat cows. Do you eat chickens? Yes. Because chickens are not your friends? Chickens are ugly. They are kind of goofy looking. Yeah. yeah. Cows are so cute and docile and they're beautiful animals. Everyone likes cows. They're celebrated the world over. <laughs> But we'll get into that in the next cow tale. <laughs> They're holy in some places. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that's an interesting story, and I'm uh, I'm just happy for Cambodia. Yeah, it's nice to have some royal cows yeah, because, walking around. Yeah, things have not always gone so well for those folks over there. Yeah, well, it's nice to at least know what the rainfall is going to be like if you've got cows to predict mm-hmm. it, right? Maybe exactly. we could have... Uh, Cows to predict the rainfall for Japan's rainy season, which is coming upon us. Oh, it's coming very soon. Wouldn't that be nice to know? Yes, it would. We should ask some cows. I'll do that. Yeah, you have some cow friends, right? I'll interview some cows and see what they say. Okay. We'll do a scientific little thing. Okay, and I'll be back with that next week. That'd be great. Well, now we're getting into a section of the program where we talk a little bit about Japan Light, which is the column I write for the Japan Times. And... Since we were talking about coming to planet Japan and the different kinds of culture shock we experienced when we came here, I'd like to talk about when I went home to America in March and the culture shock I experienced going back home. Okay. And one of the things that really surprised me were the public trash cans in America. Now, when you come to Japan, one thing you notice is that the lack of public trash cans. Right. You're really supposed to take your trash with you and throw it away when you get home. Right. But uh, they do have public trash cans here, of course, but they're always at the train station or like in- inside a public area, and they're covered, and you have to separate your trash into the right. burnables and the non-burnables and right. the cans, and everything's recycled. But at home, when I was there, I noticed they had big, huge public trash cans on the streets. And they were often uncovered. So you could walk by these trash cans, look inside, and see all the rubbish that people had thrown away. You could tell how long it had been sitting there, Mm -hmm. and uh, it smelled. Did it smell good or bad? (laughs) Depends. Sometimes it smelled. If you're hungry, Uh it might smell good, but... Have you ever gone dumpster diving? No, I haven't. I wouldn't recommend it. Would you like to explain well, to our I was, Japanese you know, listeners really, what really dumpster hung- diving is? It's really hungry one night. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I'm okay. No. 
But it is. What is dumpster diving? Well, dumpster diving <clears throat> is a term that uh, people use to talk about normally people who go into dumpsters to find food or information sometimes. Yeah, I wouldn't really people. I hadn't heard about the food thing, but like yeah. when people are like looking for things. From movie stars, garbage and stuff. Like right, that. yes. Yeah. Mm. Things they can sell to the tabloids and so um, when I wrote this column about these garbage cans, um, I had a a reader send me some uh, mail about that. Oh, he said how nice the article was and he how did much he it, liked actually. it. Actually, <laughs> he was he was quite um, pissed off about it, uh-huh. and he said, "Seems your perspectives of the U.S. are as shallow as the coverings Ooh. on Japanese trash." Ouch! Or you never lived in Tokyo during the seventies. That's probably true. That's definitely (laughs) true, being that I was only eight years old then. that's right. I don't think my parents would have let me move abroad at eight years old. What do you think? Well, you could have asked. They might have. You're right. Yeah, then I would have been able to have seen the trash sitting outside getting soaked in the rain on street corners Mm. in Shinjuku every day. Now, I suspect, though, that this uh, reader... Is talking about how people set their garbage out on the curb to be picked up by the trash truck, right. which plays those little dainty songs. Play songs? Yeah. Haven't you ever heard The Trash Man? I've heard The Trash the Man, trucks? but I just heard, like, loud, oh. ungodly noises, yeah. No, 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 they, they play <coughs> songs, The Trash Well, that's nice. Yeah, the trash trucks. <laughs> like cute. the ice cream man. Exactly. Yeah. But these are, no, these are like pop songs. Oh, really? Stevie Wonder and stuff like that. Yeah. Get out so, of town. No, really. And that way you know he's coming. Our, the one in Kasaoka does. And oh, lots so you, of can, you mean run out and I think catch him before so he the, goes? Yeah, in case you're, like, you slept in or something, maybe. <laughs> now, I take mine out the night before. Oh, you're not supposed to do that. Well, I know you're not supposed to do that, but come on, <laughs> give me a break. <laughs> you're s- you're such I'm going to get up foreigner. at 6 o'clock in the morning and take my damn trash out? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Anyway, thank you for uh, responding, dear reader. Um, we're always interested in views, good and bad, now, about... Did you have uh, a reply to this uh, not-so-polite email? Actually, I did. What and my reply was simply, oh, rubbish. Well put. Hey. Mm. Well put. Mm. You put him in his place. And he signed it DNB. Ah. What do you think that means? Uh, do not bother. <coughs> exactly. <laughs> do not bother. Yeah. Right, or do not belch. Do not belch. Maybe. Yeah. But this is the interesting <laughs> thing when people are upset and they write like a hate mail or mm-hmm. a not a nice mail. They never sign their names, which I think is interesting. Do you get a lot of that hot, uh, hate mail stuff? Oh, I certainly get a fair share, which I, I like it. It means that people are, are reading and putting forth their opinions, but and there's nothing wrong with don't that. Don't people understand that you're, you're just a humor columnist? You're not to be taken seriously on some of these things? Well, some people have no sense of humor, so yeah, some people, what can we do yeah, about that? Exactly. Poor, poor souls. Get a life. Right. (laughs) So, are you ready for audio mnemonics? Yeah, this is something that uh, I'm kind of interested to see how it's going to go. We're going to attempt to teach kanji to people over the air in a kind of mystical fashion, a kind of a theater of the mind. Yes, and it depends a lot on your imagination. Exactly. So listen very closely. Okay, our first kanji is... The kanji for man or person. Man or person. Or people. Right. And it has three pronunciations. It can be jin, 
nin or hito. Okay. And this kanji is made of two strokes. And it looks like a person with no head, no arms, and no trunk. Okay. Which leaves us... A really unhappy man. <laughs> right, because he only <laughs> has legs. Exactly. So you m imagine two legs walking. Or oh, I would imagine uh, a cheerleader doing the splits. You could do that, yeah. but she wouldn't be all the way down in the splits yet. A half a split. Right. Yeah. And that is the kanji for man. Okay. See, isn't this easy? It's the, yeah. I'm, I can't wait to get to the kanji that have a uh, hundred different strokes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but don't put any shoes on these legs. No. Because that'll change the meaning. Right. And if you put arms and a head on, it also changes the meaning. Got a completely different kanji then. Yeah. So this is easy, and uh, it's two, two strokes, right. which means one would be one leg, and two would be the other leg. Okay. Now you could add something that looks like a beak, right? So if you put a beak on these two legs, then you have a completely different kanji. Okay. And this is the kanji for to enter or to put in. So... Imagine these legs walking. Okay. And then you have enter. Right. Right. With the beak facing to the left. To the left. Means the legs are entering. And this kanji has a few pronunciations. It can be, it's usually iru, hairu, or ireru. Okay. All of which mean to enter or to put in. So just imagine the man with two legs and a beak and a beak entering McDonald's, for right. example. Mm. Yeah. Yep. So the whole idea of this is to create the image in your mind and then make some kind of a connection to something that makes it easy to remember the meaning. Right. Audio mnemonics. Can we patent that term, do you think? <laughs> I don't know. Let's see how it goes first. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think it's time to head off into the sunset. Hey. Let's do it. Saddle up the cows. Yeah, herd them on out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Yeah, this is, uh, has been our very first Japan Planet, Planet Japan. <laughs> I don't even know the name of our own show. <laughs> this has been our very first one, and uh, we're going to have many more to come, so I think I hope everybody's going to stick around and give us a chance. Uh, there's a lot of podcasts out there, but uh, our intentions are modest. We just want to be the best one. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think that's too much to ask. And we hope that you'll help us. By sending us uh, your feedback. Let us know what you, what you like and what you don't like. And um, and what you want to know. Yeah. And we'll address your questions. Exactly. Send your email to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com or go to the website at planetjapan.org and you can leave a message on the blog there. Click on the blog link. Also, if you'd like to see some uh, really amazing photographs, of Shiraishijima. Oh, yes. And or... And the rest of Japan. And the rest of Japan. Doug has a very nice photography site. I do, yeah. I, if I do say so myself. <laughs> <laughs> Just go to pbase.com slash d-o-u-d-e-l and you'll see about 900 photos there. Including a few of Amy and Doug. Am I on there? Yes, huh? Looking quite stunning. <laughs> I doubt that. <laughs> <laughs> so, until next time, thank you very much. Take care. Sayonara. Sayonara. Bye-bye.